Are you someone with a dream, passion, and desire to become an entrepreneur? Hi, I'm Corey Mosley, and I'm on a mission to provide education and empowerment to aspiring entrepreneurs. If that's you, you're invited to join me every week as I talk with everyday entrepreneurs committed to beating the odds and building their businesses. Welcome to the Fearless Entrepreneurship Podcast. Welcome to another edition of the Fearless Entrepreneurship Podcast. I'm your host, Corey Mosley. I've got another exciting show for you today. You know, when you think about adversity, when you think about people who have great stories, right? So many, we, we hear about so many people, what they overcame and how the odds were stacked against them and how they went on to build their businesses. I think it's important always to continually hear those stories because you're probably at a place right now where you're thinking about taking that next step and are you qualified? Do you have enough money? Uh, do you have enough education? Did you have the right circumstances where you came up? And I've got a guy on the show. He's got a great story, but more importantly, the, the future is so bright. He's built several great businesses. We're going to talk a little bit about adversity today. We're going to talk about starting those businesses. We're going to talk about what happens when you think everything is going well, and then you wake up one day and it changes. Mm -hmm. So joining me today is uh, Stephen Scoggins. He's a transformational author, entrepreneur, philanthropist, and national speaker. Growing up surrounded by many challenges, he was refined by the fire of adversity. After founding a multi-million dollar business while being virtually homeless, I uh, can't wait for him to tell me about that, Stephen <laughs> focused on his personal mission, which is the relentless pursuit of inspiring minds and motivating hearts. In 2015, Stephen became known as one of the fastest growing life and business strategists. He uses his unique gift of using real life examples of failures and how they can give you or your business a unique edge in the home place and marketplace. Stephen, thanks for joining the show today. What's up, Corey, man? How you been, dude? I am doing so well. I, um, for those, for, for the listeners, the listeners know I generally, I, I like, I'm not out of, I haven't run out of friends yet. So <laughs> I, I, I'm still having all my friends on and I had the pleasure for, for all the listeners of doing uh, Steven's podcast about a year ago, the journey principles, live web stream and podcast. Um, so I wanted to return the favor and, and, and I hope I provide, he said I provided some good information to his listeners. So oh, I wanted to make sure they know you do. Come on. Now. <laughs> I wanted to make sure he had the opportunity to I think provide your some, should, uh, some good information. I think your nickname should be value bomb. Value bomb. I like that. <laughs> Well, man, listen, I know you're getting over some pneumonia and a couple yeah, other things. So, uh, so I thank you for taking the time to join us today. You know, uh, I read your bio, obviously, but tell us a little bit about, give us, give us, give us your story um, in a nutshell and also talk about, you know, that moment of starting your first business. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's funny. Um, life has a funny way of teaching us uh, empowering transformational moments all its own. Mm. Uh, growing up, I was kind of came from a broken home, uh, parents not really around very much. Uh, dad struggled with alcohol. Uh, mom struggled quite a bit with her own, uh, emotional states and things of that nature. So both of my parents were kind of ultimately missing at the early part of my life, you know, up until my early mm. teenage years, raised by my grandmother, grandmother passes away from, uh, what became brain cancer, went to go immediately work with my dad, 11 years old, construction weekends, holidays, the sun was up, we were outside building stuff. Mm. And uh, that, that really began to shape me quite a bit. It's the first time I'd ever heard something called work ethic. Uh, my, dad, <laughs> right. my dad taught me an amazing sense of work ethic. The other thing that taught me too is how much you can get done if you just try. Mm. And most of us 
don't get a lot done because we don't really try. You know, we, we will spend too uh, time in front of a TV or, or something, some right. other kind of distraction because our, our brain is fried. I recommend right. having somebody sit down for 15 minutes in the quiet, down, just, just sit there quietly for 15 minutes before you flip on a, a switch of a, a TV or, or something like that, and then pick up a book or pick up a journal, pick up a notepad or something. Because mm. when I did that, um, I kid you not, Corey, uh, you, you know a little bit about my story, but yep. I was sleeping in a car in 1998. Um, I had been homeless for about, I guess it was probably 90 days, maybe not, maybe not quite 90 days. And um, in that moment in time, I was, I was a young adult. I was 19 years old, didn't have a whole lot going for me, had tried and, and failed in high school. Um, had dyslexia, ADHD. I mean, you name it. I was. I didn't have the the best learning capabilities, but I would have these amazing reading comprehension scores. Like I, I could just, I just understood things. Right. Right. And I understood people. Okay. For whatever reason, I could, I could sit down with somebody. Even now, a lot of times, God willing, and sit down and understand their life and them more than they understand themselves with them. Just right. Being, you know. So I had these unique gifts, but I had it's no gifts, idea they were yeah. gifts at the time. So, because the, you know, in, in that environment, I was saying, well, you need to be in school. You need to be scholastically inclined. You need to have this. You need to have that. Well, here it is now. I'm, I'm buckled down. That's right. Buckle down. Yeah, Do buckle your thing. Down. Do your homework. Come on. That's my mother's thing. Buckle down. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know, go ahead. Oh, it's all good, dude. You, know, you and I always have a good time. <laughs> um, you know, so we, it's, it's, the situation uh, ran into itself. Found myself, like I said, homeless, sleeping in a car, the whole deal. Uh, I had a, a friend of mine who had given me a, a job at employment and construction. Mm-hmm. I say a friend, he's more like a mentor. His name was Steve Myrick. Uh, let the last conference you and I did together. Yeah. Uh, that's I the guy in the picture on the, on the, the that's the, right. The truck or yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep, yep, that's I right. Pearly white dentures, little, yep, little yep. waddle when he walked kind of deal. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, he had a, he had this, um, the sticker on his, on his dashboard and the sticker um, had an acronym on it and it said G R O W. And you remember, I remember, I remember getting into his car one day and this is while I'm, I'm literally, I'm still trying to like figure out my shelter situation. I had, I wasn't employed in, in that particular time. Right. And he sits me down in the car and he said, Steven, what do you see right there on the dashboard? I'm like, it's a yellow sticker. It says grow. Mm-hmm. He's like, look deeper. I'm like, look deeper. I'm like, okay. So it's got a peeled corner on the, on the left-hand corner. It's peeling <laughs> up. It's about to fall right. off. Right. I can, right. I can see it flickering in the, in the, in the air condition. Or uh-huh. The, the, uh-huh. And um, he says, he says, that acronym changed my life. He said, and if you'll let it, it'll change yours. Mm. I'm like, all right. So, so I said, okay, riddle me this, Batman. What's an acronym? <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, Let's start there. Yeah. yeah right. 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 Let's right. Some basic knowledge first. He says the G stands for gain perspective. He says, you mm. have to be willing to be able to look at things from a variety of angle, angles rather than just your personal outlook. In other words, stop looking at your life from your circumstances. Start looking at your lives from your life from your opportunity or your potential mm. to create opportunity. And he said, then the R stands for remove and recognize roadblocks. He says, Stephen, there are things that are holding you back right now that don't have to hold you back. Mm. There are things that you can remove out of your life right now, whether it be a, a relationship, which in my case at that time it was a relationship, um, whether it be your the, how you, your mindset, how how you're using your mind. You can remove the roadblocks and set yourself up. He said the O stands for organize a plan. He goes, nobody gets anywhere without a strategy. Right. You can, you can, no NFL team has ever got a Super Bowl without a strategy. Right. No NHL team has ever got a Stanley Cup without a strategy. Right. You know, you can take any of the, the top business people in the world, uh, Warren Buffett, Tony Robbins, Steve right. Jobs, you, right. name, you, name, you name the gambit. They may have right. stumbled onto their strategy along the way because success always leaves breadcrumbs. Mm-hmm. Right. But – 
ultimately they follow a strategy. He says, right. if, you will, if you will gain perspective, number one, you'll see it from a variety of angles. So you can see some short, your opportunities and your threats. He said, you can recognize your roadblocks. You can pull that stuff out of there. Take, remove the things that don't need to be there. He said, then you organize a plan, which create the strategy. He said, and the rest of it's easy. He said, the rest of it's simply working the plan. You got to go to work. And when he said that, something shifted in me. He, he you know, I, I kind of like was taken back and set back into the seat for a second as the, as the heat, the heater was kind of drenching on me a little bit because it was in December and cold, uh, much like it is now. Um, right. At least the time of the recording anyway. You know, and then uh, he, he hops, you know, so then I get out of the car and he goes back around, comes back around the corner and um, he said, look, I'm gonna give you a shot. Um, I got back on his framing crew for a minute and I think within about a week later, he comes back around, kind of the same situation. He used to pull me down with this framing crew on a regular basis for like, right. what seemed like no reason. He had right. every reason in the world. I just didn't know right. it at the time. I didn't right. realize I was being mentored. <laughs> right. And uh, it was a beautiful thing. And sure enough, um, I had been sent to go change a garage door jam with a hammer and a nail on a house uh, by some guys who were doing some siding work. And uh, the guys were talking about Steve in a very negative connotation. They were saying, hey, man, this guy's not paying us. This guy's not doing this. This guy's not doing mm. that. The guys were heavily involved in drugs. Right, I'm sure. My, I'm thinking to myself, you guys are crazy. There's, this guy's awesome. Steve Meyer is awesome. Right. You know? Sure enough, you know, I said, well, we're not coming back Monday. And, of course, Steve comes back around the corner. And I, I finally have the, the hootspah, if you will, or this inner urging, mm. inner calling to walk up to him and say, hey, look, uh, you know, um, first of all, roll down your window so I can have some of that heat that's in your car. <laughs> um, and second of all, um, if those guys don't come back Monday, will you give me a shot? Can, can I, can I take, you know, can I take over for those guys? Right. He laughed at me. He goes, he goes, what are you talking about? I'm like, let me give me an, I just need an opportunity. Give me a shot. And he right. said, if they, if they don't come back Monday, let me take over. He goes, he goes, Stephen, I can't. And he goes, here's the reason I can't. He said, one, the tools that they're on don't belong to me. They belong to them. So like, there's no tools. He said, two, you have no, you have no team members. You have no, you have no, you have no one around you to help you kind of get this thing off the ground. Three, you have no business experience, right? Four, you don't have the money you need for insurance and all these other kinds of things. And right. I looked at him, I said, if you will just give me the opportunity, I'll figure it out. He looked at me, smiled and was kind of like, almost like, I'll take that bet and I'll raise you one. Come like that, you know, it's like you're playing a right. poker uh -huh. game. Uh -huh. Sure, sure. You know, so I threw my chips on the table and he said like, I'm gonna raise you one, you know. Sure enough, he, um, he agrees to let me finish the house that those guys were on. Mm. He said, look, I'll let you finish the house and then right. we'll go from there. I said, well, man, that'd be, that'd be fantastic. I said, I'll get to work immediately. He closes his, he closes his window, takes his little, his white Jeep Grand Cherokee, boogies down the road. My dad comes up to me behind me. He's like, what did you just do? You know, I just got you back on the framing crew kind of thing. And right. I said, I said, I cannot explain it. This is something I must do. This is not something I, I want to do. This is not something I kind of want to do. This is something I must do. This is right. something that if I don't do, it's going to create turmoil in me for the rest of my life. I must do this. I must at least try. And um, I realized some, some pretty powerful things with that must, uh, if you will, that must statement. Um, but he finally, so something surprising, my, like I said, my dad had missed a good, a good chunk of my life early on. Right. And that was the first time. I my dad walked over to the, this beat up van that he, that he was uh, renting from a friend, opened the doors, starts grabbing tools out. And I'm like, what are you doing? He goes, do you remember, do you remember building uh, houses with me and your granddad when we were kids, when you were like 11, 12, 13 years old? He was, it's like, yeah. He goes, what do we make the scaffold out of? I said, wood. What do we make the pump jacks out of? Wood. The saw tables out of? Wood. Okay. He says, well, I have the tools. You start pulling stuff out of the trash piles and we'll start building scaffolding. And sure enough, for the next, I don't know, for the next day and a half, that's what we did for you know, all of the balance of Friday, the balance of all day Saturday, 
And then come Monday morning, my flagship company that's now $40 million a year annual revenue strong in three states, 400 team members strong, was born in that moment. And here's what I learned. If it's not a must, it's not going to happen. Because mm. there's been all kinds of various adversities along the way to kind of, that you have to overcome, go through, figure out ways around, because that's what causes the growth. The other thing is there's a certain amount of resourceful resilience. Resourceful resilience is learning that you have things at your disposal that you're probably ignoring right now. In my moment, in that moment in time, it was the trash pile. And then you got to have the will to use it. So I had to have the will to identify that I, there was a resource that I could tap into right. to get myself started. But then I also had to have the will, the resiliency to actually pull the nail gun out, pull the saw out, start cutting stuff, start putting it together, and then get myself ready for my opportunity it came that Monday morning. Okay, so see, I don't want you to gloss over something. So you were very um, nonchalant when you when you you kind of sped up and you talked about all this and then you said you know and then I built a little company and it's forty million dollars and four hundred I want to talk about that for a second because sure. I don't want to gloss over that you know there's a it's so funny because in, in entrepreneurship right there's so much talk about ego but there's so many people out there that are very ultimately humble about what they've done and are really trying to serve and I think that's what's driven the the journey principles piece which we'll talk about in a minute but but I don't want to skip over that recognition because our entrepreneurs want to know that you can come from the adversity you oh, yeah. can take those lessons and you have those moments and that was your moment that then led to say it again let's talk about your construction company let's say it again revenues of uh, this year, 2017, that we just yep. closed the books on was 40, just under $41 million. And how, you're employing how many people? Uh, approximately 400 people collectively. So, and that, how long, how long has that company been in business? Uh, I have been in business, uh, December 20th of 2018 will be 20 years. 20 years. But that started with the framing and building of yep. a house. That started with, with a handshake with your and a pearly white guy saying, I'll give you an opportunity. With, right. with bad credit. I had a horrible credit. Right. Dyslexia, ADHD. Like if you allow yourself, and this is something I think every entrepreneur needs to know and gravitate towards. If you allow yourself, you can talk yourself out of a great opportunity because of all the things you think you don't have. That's right. Rather than cultivating what you do have. Well, listen, how that's super common, right? Somebody sitting around going, you know what, Corey, man, if I just, if the bank it's the bank's fault. They won't approve me. If the bank would just mm. give me the money, I could go. I could go be in business. I could be <laughs> successful. If 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 my nana would just come up off that, you know, come up off her retirement money here <laughs> and and invest in me, then I could go make my dreams come true. Right? That's it's right. it's all of those different things. Oh, you know what? If I had gone to, I didn't go to the good school. I didn't go to the good college. I didn't go to college at all. And, and again, you make that list, right? It's the it's the um, ben Franklin, all right, <laughs> that's, that's loaded up on all the cons and we don't want to put any pros on it. So, right. um, so it's amazing, you know, again, I think it's so important because we always hear about, you mentioned some big names, we hear about the big name story. You know, I could tell you Les Brown's story like yeah. verbatim because I've heard it a million times and we know that, but what about the guy who's my neighbor? Yeah. What about the guy who's three stores away that had that adversity that somebody gave him a shot? He built his business. He's the everyday entrepreneur out there. And that's why I think it's important for people to realize that they can do it then, and they can see that success. But what I want to pivot from now real quick is, okay, you've got this, you, you worked, built this great construction company at some point, because that's not how I know you. I don't know you as the construction <laughs> guy. Um, right. Had I known that sooner, I probably would have got better deals on my flooring <laughs> and some of the things in my house. But, but I don't know you as that guy. 
I know you as the journey principles guy. Yeah. So I want help us understand here in the time that we have left. Sure. Help us understand how what 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 made you wake up and go, you know, I'm I'm great, I'm building houses, I got this great business here in the construction business, but there's something else. Because there's a lot of people who now maybe don't have another company, but they're mm. working for a construction company. They're working in corporate America, but something's pulling at them. Yeah. How did you, how did, what happened there? You know, for me, uh, I think the, the, the start came from, oh, here, I'll, tell you, I'll say it this way. I have learned in life that we're most content and fulfilled when we're serving the person we once were. Right, because Corey, I, I know you, man. Yeah. You are a person who's been driven and grinding, and 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 then and, and trying to and trying to you know get yourself not only out there but just helping people. Like it's it's right, part sure. of the day, right? Yeah. Early Corey, the one that mom said buckle yeah. down, Corey, probably wasn't the same Corey. Right. You right. know, however, you got a heart from you got a heart for entrepreneurs. You got a heart for helping them grow them. You know, kind of manage, trying to understand their own business needs. Right. Let well, me help you save exactly. the, 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 the brain damage I went through. Let me pass those lessons for those people, right? There's some stove, yeah. there's some tell them the stove is hot and they got to burn themselves <laughs> to find it. But there's some people who could appreciate the lesson in advance right. and go the other way. Right. Oh yeah. So, I, man, I wish I'd had somebody <laughs> save me for some of the two before it hit me in the forehead. That's right. That. For sure. For sure. <laughs> but I was, I remember I was, I had a supplier come to me. This has been uh, 2012, right before my first book came out. Um, come up to me and he said, what makes your company so successful? I'm like thinking to myself, oh, I'm just, we just right. work, you know? Right, right. He's like, no, he goes, no, I try. Grinding. Yeah, I'm grinding, grinding. Right? Work yeah. hard, grind, hustle. Rise and grind. Right, right. You know? And, right. Uh, you know, he's like, you know, you, 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 there's something different about your company. He said, I travel all, all around the United States. Um, you know, we sell, we sell the same products to you that we do to other vendors all around the United States. You're right. the only one that consistently outperforms everybody else has a better reputation than everybody else, all this kind of stuff. And I was like, I, I got, you know, I said, well, first I said, thank you. Uh, two, I don't know how to answer the question. I and other than our, our secret sauce is the fact that I invest in my people. Right. And he goes, well, you mean like monetary? I like said, no, I said, like life skills, man. I said, I got your average person that goes to a nine to five job has poor life skills. They have right. a, a damaged relationship with somebody or they're a single parent or they're someone who didn't graduate high school or they've had a death in the family or went through a divorce. So they, you know, they've had right. life. And life is going to hit you whether you're an entrepreneur or not an entrepreneur. Right. I found that what you're going to actually hit you more as an entrepreneur because not only do you have to deal with your own life, you have to deal with every team member's life that comes to your door. And then my greatest business weakness that I found one time was or discovered was that while I could build a great business, if I wasn't building myself, mm -hmm. it was all going to fall apart. Mm. So I took the, the two or three and combined. One, if you, if you look at my entire life together, it sounds a little like Forrest Gump or Joseph, depending on which uh, worldview you have. Right. And as I dig into that more and more, I realized that I had a gift for teaching people how to be better at being themselves. Mm. So like you, take, you, you take someone who's in the wrong seat and you put them in the right seat and you say, hey, these are the tools. These are the things that you can do to make yourself better. I had a young right. man we're interviewing right now uh, for one of the, for the construction company. Um, he, he'd be great for two positions. But they're right. polar opposite. One's in the estimating and sales role and another one's in the construction role. Right. And I'm like, I'm grilling this guy. I'm like, and I'm trying to get to the bottom. I'm like, where do you fit? Mm -hmm. I, know you, I know you're a rock star. I know you got something to right. offer. I know you got something you bring to the table. How do I find it? So I learned very quickly that I had a knack for building people, but I had to first learn how to build myself. So I started right. there. I'm, I have a level of mastery in self-awareness, self-regulation, uh, and communication. 
a master, a certain level of mastery there. And then I began using that with my, my team. The next thing I know, I had team members coming to me, bringing me all their personal hurts, their hangups mm. and their habits. And they right. were saying, Hey, this is who I am. This is what's going on. I feel safe with you telling you these right. things. Sure. Because sure. every time I come here, you give me three, four, five, ten 10 nuggets to walk away from. I got a roadmap. Yep. I always feel yep. like I'm lost everywhere else. Yep. Well, when my first book came out, it did surprisingly well. Um, what was the title of the book? I'm sorry. What was the title of the book? The journey principles. Okay. Simple, got it. Simple principles for a life journey that matters. Nice. Um, which is me just sharing my forest scope of a life and everything that I learned along the process. Sure. Specifically dialing into um, 10, to tw- uh, 10 to 12 specific things, roadblocks that I had to overcome. Okay. And as we went through that whole scenario, the next thing I know there, I had people come to you. Well, now we need you to, um, we, we, can we do a school? Can we do right. a, can we, can, can you teach me? Can we do, can we do something like a class? I said, right. well, uh, uh, I'm busy over here, but I think I <laughs> right. do it, you know, and I think I got an executive team over here that can run the business while I go do this. I think I got this over here. And so, so, sometimes people get a spiritual calling, then sometimes it's physical people calling, <laughs> right? right. <laughs> Telling right. you, I need you to do more. I need you. That's we need right. more. We need more. We need more. So, so fast forward, right? Now yep. you've got, now you've got the second, you've got a whole nother business model. Yep. Um, you've laid out these principles uh, to, to fulfillment. How do people get information on that? By the way, how does someone, where do they go? The easiest place to go is journeyprinciples.com. Okay. Journeyprinciples.com. Everything's there. Uh, you can connect to me, social media. I mean, everything's there. So we can definitely stay connected. So, so let me ask you this. What, what's your craziest entrepreneurship moment? What's something that pops in your head comes to your mind? Craziest, um, craziest how? Um, anything. Well, I've, I've had people, I had a guy talk about, um, how, you know, he woke up, he had just started his business and he forgot to transfer money and he had all these vendors and $8,000 checks bounced. And now he was afraid that his vendors weren't going to work with anymore. And they would tell the customers. Uh, yes. I had a guy, I got a guy whose grandmother died. He found his grandmother oh, died wow. two minutes before he had to go on stage and talk to a thousand people. Oh, um, gosh. and you know, I talk about having to have an emergency root canal Oh, uh, about three hours before I had to go on stage and talk to about yeah. 300 people and what it's like to go on stage with Novocaine still. Uh, so, <laughs> so, so, so it could be anything. I would have liked you... to been there for that. Cause you're pretty yeah. eloquent. <laughs> well, you know what? So you know, listen, what, what do we know? We know the technique of diffusing. So That's I said, right. Hey, by the way, I just want to tell you, I just had an emergency root canal. If there's drool coming down my face, I want you to know up front what it's about. Great opener, right? Broke the ice with the audience yeah. and, and, and also made clear just in case uh, <laughs> I was covered and people were sympathetic, right? Exactly. I'll um, tell you what. Um, I, think, I think my craziest moment in, in, my, in my current life to date, outside of the homelessness and all that stuff, overcoming that, yep. was actually only not eight, nine months ago. Okay. Uh, and I had to completely replace my executive team at my mm. construction company almost overnight. And ironically... Uh, within six hours of starting my first three-day live event called Transform wow. You. Wow, that'll um, do it. So I got on stage with my heart was broken and shattered in pieces. Um, I got on stage not knowing how much damage my previous executive team had done through, um, um, we'll just say some activities that are um, pending criminal investigation right now. Gotcha. That way. <laughs> gotcha. It's about as deep as I can go uh, uh, on recorded live. So, um as they say, we don't speak on open investigative matters. That's right. Yeah. We can't <laughs> right. Right. But, sure. Uh, sure. You know, so there's, there's, so there's, you know, one guy I've been with for 15 years, one guy I've been with for 12 years. Uh, both guys I, you know, mostly invested into, um, spiritually invested into financially. All of them were making great money. You know, I thought I was in a place where I was, I was not necessarily retired, but 
semi-retired to the point where I could focus hardcore on the journey principles. So for the last right. two and a half three sure. years, that's exactly what I did. You know, so I think that's probably the, the hardest lesson. I will tell you that sometimes, and this is, this is a hard lesson as an entrepreneur that I had to learn. This is something I learned this year. Sometimes it's okay to change the executive team. Mm. Sometimes it's needed. Not always. Right. Not, not always. But I can tell you that there were 10, 15, 10, 15 no. times that I was given enough nuance to know that mm-hmm. I should make the change. I didn't make the change and it bit me in the butt. So let me modify that for a second. I want to, sure. I want to bring, I want to bring it down to layman's meaning, meaning the entrepreneur, the startup guy, the solopreneur, yep. right. Who doesn't have an executive team, yep. right? That's right. But, but has vendors that he works with or mm-hmm. partners or outsources parts of his business or, or his or her business or, or, or brings in a partner, similar experience. Because yeah, the absolutely. message that you're saying is also don't ignore some of the signs that mm-hmm. it may be time, no different than a toxic relationship, yep. that you have toxic business relationships or partnerships, you know, a creative, a, a, a design person that does great work, but is always late getting it into you or, yeah. always, you know, so there's some signs there, right? That, exactly. that, you know, that your executive team could be your executive team, whoever the people are that work inside your organization that make your business go. Not only that, you could be your executive team. That's true. There are parts of you. Right. Uh, I'll, I'll give perfect example. Going back. All right. So I'm a, um, at least early on in my business career, uh, coming from that whole spirit of failure thing, that whole insecurity mm-hmm. thing. Um, so anybody, anytime someone would challenge me in such a way that somehow challenged my insecurities, right. I became very dominant. Mm. Okay. I wasn't necessarily evil or hurtful or hateful, but right. dominance actually could keep you from business. Right. Right. So you have to learn. You need to learn again, going back to learning yourself, knowing yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you bring up a great point with regards to vendors and suppliers and stuff like that. I've learned that uh, great people have integrity, right. whether they're a vendor, supplier, or you. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a structured, stable character, and then they have a, pro- a, a reliable product or service, period. If they have those awesome. three things, then the first place I'd look at before I made a change is in the mirror. Right. So those are, those are some tidbits, but that's, that's my most painful that's awesome. uh, <laughs> moment. Recently. No, that's awesome. Well, <laughs> the good news is we can move on from the pain and uh, let's talk about, it's time for the entrepreneurship rapid fire section. So Uh-oh. in this segment, I'm going to ask you some, I'm going to ask you some questions to give our listeners some insights into how you tick as an entrepreneur. Are you okay. ready? Uh Oh, here we go. So I don't want you to spend a lot of time on answer. Oh my goodness. Let me think about get my, that. Where's my Google search? Hang on. I, yeah, no, no Google search. Cause it's all about you and it's <laughs> rapid fire. Okay. All right, here we, all right, here we go. Question number one, are you a PC or Mac guy? Mac. Mac all the way. Favorite credit card for small business. Don't use credit cards. Use debit cards. All right. Interesting. You're the first person to say that. Number three, do you like to use a physical planner or a digital planner? I personally like to use a physical planner. Okay. Favorite software currently to manage your business? Favorite software is something called Builder MT. Okay. <laughs> That's good. Well, people want anybody wanting to get in construction will will find that helpful. Starbucks, Dunkin', or other? Starbucks. Starbucks. Are you a thank you card or a thank you email kind of guy? I'm a thank you handshake kind of guy. Thank you handshake. Well, you hundreds of miles away, you're gonna have to. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I'm hundreds of miles away, then it, then it, then it's an email. Okay. Thank you. Email. Okay. When it comes to reading hardcover, tablet or audiobook? Oh uh, man. Uh, I digest more audiobooks, but I enjoy a tablet. Okay. There's no wrong answer here. Yeah. He's like, well, I want I don't want to ignore any, <laughs> yeah. any particular one of them. I'm what's, your, <laughs> what's your next big goal? 
My next big goal is to actually do enough strategic and life plans this year uh, to change at least uh, 25 lives. Awesome. One day with any mentor, they don't have to be famous. Who would that person be? Jesus. Wow. <laughs> wow. You're the first guy to say that's pretty bold there. That's, that's not a bad mentor to have, right? Now, if I, I was going to say, <laughs> I got lots of questions, my homeboy. <laughs> if I was going to say living, who would you say? Uh, living, uh, man, I, you know what? Marcus Lemonis might be kind of cool. Okay. I have met Marcus Lemonis. I'd uh, like to sit down with him. And I've pick been in an brain. event with him. Yeah. He's a pretty interesting guy to talk to. I yeah. spent about 15, 20 minutes with him, uh, uh, at an event we were both doing. I mean, he was headlining and I was, you know, in a breakout room somewhere, but I did get an opportunity to meet him. So he is a pretty I'm, down I'm jealous, earth, jealous. Uh, you didn't call me. Thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that concludes Entrepreneurship Rapid Fire. So our final segment is, of course, Entrepreneurship Trivia. I'm going to ask you a trivia multiple choice question and give you the opportunity to win $25 for the charity of your choice. If you lose, and let me tell you, I've been doing very, very well. If you cannot answer the question correctly, you will be donating $25. Let me get my wallet out. Hang on. Of my choice. Oh, ye of little faith. What happened to entrepreneurship optimism, right? But I do like the spirit there. Okay, are you ready? It's multiple it. choice. Okay. okay. There are, as of 20, 2016, as of 2016, that's where this is sourced from, there are 585 U.S. billionaires. What percentage are self-made? Here are your options. 48%, 55%, or 62%? 62. Is that your final answer? Final answer. 62% is the correct answer today. Wow. So you just picked up. Yes. What, uh, what charity would you like to... Uh, have the donation sent to? Uh, St. Baldrick's. What is it? St. Baldrick's. Baldrick's? St. Baldrick's, yeah. They, okay. shave, they shave your head every year for kids' cancer. Oh, very nice. Well, I'll, uh, I won't, I'll, we'll Google that, and I'll make sure that that uh, – You and I, can't, you and I can't really participate in the shaving of the head thing, but hey. Well, I could grow this out a little bit, but, but – I <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm holding on to the final, uh, to the final <laughs> frontier of it for sure. Listen, Stephen, I want to thank you so much for taking the time today and, and for joining the show. It's, it's, uh, it's always a fun time and truly been a pleasure. Man, dude, I always enjoy hanging out with you. Love you, brother. I appreciate that. And I want to thank you, as always, the listener. And I want to leave you with this. Make sure to visit us online at fearlesswithcorey.com for access to all of our content. And remember, keep the mind sharp, the vision clear, the resolve strong, and you will make it. I'll see you next week. Are you still there? I just want to say thank you again for listening to this podcast. Our podcast is distributed to several different sources like iTunes and Stitcher and SoundCloud, plus, of course, our own website. And it would mean so much to me if you liked the show to leave a review. It, of course, helps to build our popularity, but it also helps us come up in search engines so we can reach as many entrepreneurs as possible. So can I count on you to leave a review? I know I can. Thanks again, and I look forward to sharing with you next week.